Welcome to The Edge by MGR with your host, David Gill. Hey everybody, welcome to The Edge podcast by MGR. I hope everybody's having a fantastic week. I certainly am, as always. Today, we are talking about the state of SEO search engine optimization in 2018. We're going to be talking about what still matters and what doesn't and what new things uh, are coming like voice search and how you should approach them and then also how things have changed like for example uh, backlinking and link building in general, how you should approach it now in 2018, 2019, 2020 going forward as compared to in the past. So this is going to be your updated SEO guide for the next couple of years hope to bring a lot of value real quick i want to say if you're not reading our actual site uh we write lots of articles we don't just do podcasts mgredge.com i just had a article that i wrote last week i titled it the most important chart in marketing it got a great response it was actually at the top of um reddit business uh, it was actually, I think it was the third highest, most upvoted article the other day. So uh, definitely go check that out. Lots of comments, lots of feedback on that one. Um, great response. And yeah, we're just churning out content all the time. So be sure to check out the site if you haven't already. Anyways, let's get into some SEO. You ain't got no money, I ain't got no time. All these faces looking funny when I'm driving by. All right, so I wanted to start off by talking about like things you should not do right the biggest no-nos in the seo space that some people still do few people uh, you know let's let's just get into it right so number one buying links i think this is pretty self-explanatory here people did this years ago uh don't buy links it's too much risk for the reward okay google doesn't really care about a quantity the quantity of links anymore and i'm going to talk about link building uh later but just buying 200 links is not going to do much for you these days and there's too much risk for that reward because if you get caught doing this uh you are doomed forever because s because google will blacklist you and then you'll never show up organically so don't buy links um second don't hide text at the bottom of a page so don't write like an article about something that's kind of you know meaningless and then at the bottom of the page just put a bunch of text that's trying to uh, match for those keywords that doesn't really work anymore either Um, in general if you're doing something just for SEO then it's not going to work anymore right though all those tricks where you do things specifically just for seo doesn't really work anymore google's gotten very 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 smart their algorithms have gotten very 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 smart and they can tell when you're trying to abuse the system or take advantage of the system so unless it right if you're writing an article that is good quality and has good content that happens to be uh related to whatever you're trying to sell or whatever then it's fine it's perfectly perfectly good but if you're doing something just for seo it's not going to work anymore and often will get you blacklisted which will just ruin your site forever so those are the things not to do now let's talk about things that don't really matter anymore since we're kind of on that topic um meta keywords are probably the biggest those used to be a big deal in the past you know, Google used to use these to identify what articles or pages were about because 
you know, obviously in the beginning, Google's algorithms were not as advanced as they are now. But because, you know, meta keywords were very, very often abused by marketers, you would just spam keywords that were that got a lot of searches, but didn't necessarily have anything to do with what your article or piece of content was about. Uh, Google very quickly stopped using meta keywords, or I should say learned that they needed to stop using meta keywords. And now they really don't. So meta keywords pretty much don't matter anymore. So don't really worry about them. Um, again, backlinks, I'm going to say it again, they, the, having 200 backlinks to an article doesn't really matter anymore if it's just buying backlinks or spamming the web with backlinks. If you have quality backlinks, it's great, but in real backlinks, like people are just linking to you, but just buying links, all of that doesn't matter. Don't do it. It only hurts you or it will, it only gives you a high chance of getting blacklisted. So again, backlinks, please don't buy backlinks. Um, things that still do matter though. And as far as keywords, I want to say is YouTube. So meta keywords on general articles don't matter, but if you're trying to, if you're uploading a video and you're trying to get it to rank organically, by the way, YouTube is one of the best hacks, uh, because obviously a lot of times when you search something on you on Google, you know, you might have like one or two articles and then you have a feed of like two or three videos very often. And that can be a little Trojan horse to get your piece of content in there. We do that a lot and it definitely works. Um, and tags still do matter for videos because uh, YouTube or I should say Google's overall algorithms are not as good as at telling what a video's content is as they are um, with reading an article. Obviously, they have web crawlers that can just read the words in an article, but they're not as good at kind of watching a video and telling what the video is about yet. I'm sure they will be in the future, but right now, YouTube keywords still matter. The description really matters as well, so be sure to write out a nice full description. Don't be lazy. Write that description out. Throw your keywords in there and your phrases because they will definitely help tremendously. All right, now let's take a second to talk about voice search because this is really new or relatively new and a lot of people don't really know how to go about it. I actually made a post on uh, our social media, Instagram, Facebook. If you don't follow us, go follow us there. Links in the description. Anyways, um, I made a post showing a chart with the gross growth of voice searches um, over the past couple of years and the projected growth of by 2020 and it's estimated that roughly half of all searches will be done by voice in 2020 which by the way 2020 sounds far away but it's actually 14 months we're almost in 2019 folks it's it's crazy um so anyways by 2020 half of all searches will be done by voice roughly it's an estimate obviously these are all predictions you can never guess the exact amount but the point is voice search matters so the time to start thinking about voice optimization is right now because 14 months from now it's going to be too late um the key thing to focus on with voice versus traditional search is that voice is more conversational so it uses longer phrases so instead of searching for example like weather in New York, right? Someone would, if it was voice, they would say, what is the weather like in New York today? Or something like that, right? More conversational. And so if you want to optimize for voice, a trick that we use a lot and we've started doing is doing something like this, right? So if you're writing an article about a how-to or whatever, um, you can write within the article, you know, this is quotations here. A common question we get is, blank, right? And that's the the key phrase that you're searching for. So if you're a, uh, you know, for us, right, if I'm writing an article about voice search, I could write a common question we get asked 
these days is how should I optimize or how do I optimize my website for voice search or something like that, right? Or if you're a, you know, give a different example, like a hotel in San Francisco, right? Um, and you're writing about places, things to do in San Francisco or whatever, you could say something like, you know, a lot of our guests frequently ask, right, what are the best places to visit in San Francisco? And that what are the best places like thing is what people are going to search, right? A lot of people are going to go to Google and say, what are the best places to visit in San Francisco? And then you're going to have an exact match phrase. And that's going to give you a very, very high chance of ranking for that search. So you want to try to figure out kind of longer phrases that people are searching. And because these are longer phrases, there's going to be very much fewer content, a lot less content out there, I should say, that is going to match that phrase exactly. So if you can figure out some of these longer uh, length phrases and then actually put figure out a way to put the whole thing organically, obviously, you know, that's like a natural sentence. You don't want to just kind of force things in there. But if you can fit it in naturally, you want to do your best to do that. And that's a little trick that we use often uh, to fit in a longer term phrase, a long tail phrase that you, we try to rank for. But other than that, really, voice search is not that different from regular SEO. It's about having good content and content that is related to whatever you're trying to sell. The keywords and uh, more phrases is what matters, basically. You don't want to focus on an individual keyword. You want to focus on phrases. So let's take a quick second to talk about the type of content you can be writing. Obviously, this is pretty vast, but the most common and especially kind of the easiest is, you know, educational or tutorial content, right? We do that a lot, obviously, where we do marketing. So we'll write a lot of marketing, educational and tutorial content for our blog, you can do a comparison of solutions. So if you're trying to, you know, if you have some software that I have no idea. Let's just come up with something. Uh, you have an email uh, campaign management software. I'm just going to use that because everyone uh, knows those, right? So you're, you're MailChimp, Constant Contact, uh, whoever else, right? And so you have a f few of these and you can, and you have your own that applies to a specific niche. So maybe you have one that is specifically made for people who sell t-shirts or something. And you can write a uh, email, you can write a comparison of solutions saying, you know, MailChimp, Constant Contact, blah, blah, blah. They do this, this, and this, but they're more generic and broad. And we do this and we are specific. So if you sell t-shirts, you want to use t-shirt email campaign creator.com because we're the best. And these are all the reasons why. And you do like a comparison of solutions because that's helpful. A lot of people are going to be searching like MailChimp versus Constant Contact or whatever, you know, you are selling in your space. So that works very well. Another thing that you could do is like um, best practices for the future. So if you're doing again, like I'm going to use a lot of examples for ourselves because that's the content that I'm most familiar with making, but like, for example, SEO best practices is exactly what it is. So even though we provide SEO services, you know, we are still going to write content of how you could do SEO yourself. I'm giving you best practices right now. And that applies for any type of solution or service based business, you can give best practices for maintaining your landscaping or whatever, right, whatever your service is, give people a best practice, because that's going to allow you to rank very well. Um, you could also do, for example, what to look for when you're tr deciding to hire or find a company that does this service, right? So whatever service you sell, again, landscaping, what to look for in a landscaper or what to look for in email campaign uh, manager, right? 
So those types of things, again, that's similar to the comparison of solutions, but in this case, you're going a little more in detail of the things to look out for and both good and bad in a service provider. And then obviously, you know, try to frame yourself as, hey, we are a great solution for this. So those are a few ideas of the types of content that you can write, and that tends to work very well. So let's talk about images real quick, because this is really important, and people very often gloss over images, but it's a very underutilized tool. So first of all, you want to use the images to improve the overall user experience of your content or landing pages. Um, if the content is good, and there's lots of images that help people uh, understand the content better, because no one, you know, no one likes reading just a full block of text, right? Images and diagrams and charts and all that stuff very much break things up and make it easier on the eyes and make it more consumable. And so if people are spending more time on your page than Google, you know, reading the article and they don't just leave right away because they see a huge block of text, um, Google is going to rank your page higher. So adding diagrams, charts, like I said, and it doesn't have to be just that. It could be just nice pictures to break it up. Um, definitely will work wonders for getting people to stay on the page. As for the technical part, though, you want to properly name your actual files, the actual image files. So a lot of times, you know, people just upload whatever came out of the camera or some, you know, it's just some random name. Actually name it. So if you're like, let's go back to the uh, hotel in San Francisco thing, you can name the uh, file, you know, places to visit in San Francisco. That's a great little uh, title. And then you want to also add alt tags that uh, describe the image. And so make sure you're putting whatever keywords and phrases you're trying to rank for in those alt tags and images. It should be two to maybe five or six words max. It wouldn't do longer than six um, with a description of the image. This helps Google identify what the image is. And if it's easy for Google to identify what the image is, it will help you with your rankings. So Google image search is very important. Um, I think a lot of people don't realize that Google image search itself is the third largest uh, search engine in the world behind Google and YouTube, I believe. Leave. at least it, it, it was in the past I'm sure it still is um, lots of people use Google image search so it's very very important and you can get a lot of good SEO traffic from your images if you use them properly so don't forget about your images a lot of people just gloss over that all right now let's talk about link building because I know that's something that a lot of people are confused about and it has changed so much over the years so link building what matters is quality, not quantity. So back in the days, like I said before, you could go and buy 100 backlinks to show that there's lots of people linking to your article, but really those sites were just spammy backlink sites. That no longer works. Google has gone smart. They only value external links that are legit and have traffic and have people actually clicking on those links. So you know, getting referenced or getting 100 backlinks on a bunch of random sites doesn't matter anymore. It, it, you know, If you have the option of 200 backlinks on random sites or getting one link from like a publication like like uh, Forbes or whatever, you know, that Forbes link is going to be way more valuable for your SEO than having those nobody site links. Now, obviously, getting referenced by a publication like Forbes is going to be very hard. But for example, you know, uh, like just in the past couple of weeks, right, I did interviews in the past couple of weeks on this podcast. Uh, by the way, I'll have an interview, more interviews coming up. But this week, I wanted to do a solo pod. Uh, but anyways, when I do interviews, I will often get other bloggers and news sites linking to my show notes page that I create on, on our site um, because they are referencing 
that I did the interview with this person. So the news site will like maybe be quoting something or referencing something from the interview. And so they'll link back to the site. And that is super valuable for the SEO. The same goes for if you write an informative article, right? Like I said, last week, I wrote that article about the most important chart in marketing, and it got shared on LinkedIn a lot. And then it actually went to Reddit, and it got uploaded a lot on Reddit. And then all of a sudden, I got tons of organic traffic for, you know, I didn't spend any money promoting that article, I just got tons of organic traffic because people started sharing it and linking it. And then because Google's algorithms have started now seeing that, oh, this is actually a viable piece of content that lots of people are sharing um, on Facebook and LinkedIn and Reddit, then it's going to start ranking it over time. We'll see. Obviously, it's only been a week, so the rankings of that is not going to be high yet. But that's the type of thing that you want to be focusing on, making good content that's shareable and that people are going to want to reference in some way because then you're going to get a lot of people backlinking to you and you're not going to be uh, buying those backlinks. Do not buy backlinks for the last time. And the final thing I want to talk about is mobile versus desktop optimization because this is a question we get asked a lot. This very much depends on what you sell and who your market is. You always want to optimize for mobile because you know you're, you want to optimize for both, but, you, but mobile is becoming obviously more and more important. And especially because first interactions are going to happen more often on mobile than on desktop these days and going into the future. But depending on your industry, the actual conversion or sale or whatever might take place on desktop. For example, enterprise services or software, right? We experience this a lot. We do get a lot of discovery from mobile because we bring in people from Facebook and Twitter and our podcasts like this or, you know, all these different places where it's very, very likely that if someone finds us through Twitter, it's going to be on mobile. Very few people use Twitter on desktop these days. Same goes for Instagram, pretty much all social media, right? Um, but most people are then going to bookmark our site and then save it for themselves to look later when they're at work or maybe they'll forward it to their boss things like that and then they'll open it up on a desktop and when they actually fill out our contact form or whatever it's going to be on desktop most of the time almost all of our leads and conversions come from desktop despite more than half of our traffic actually coming from mobile the same goes for like the travel industry for example right uh, almost all of the discovery right we work a lot with travel industry and in for our clients a lot, a lot, a lot, I would say probably 80% of the discovery, the first interaction comes through mobile because obviously they do a lot of Instagram and Facebook and even paid search because people, you know, a lot of times when you're first thinking about a trip, you might be uh, in the back of an Uber kind of wasting time and, you know, just searching things. So a lot of those first interactions are going to come on mobile, but when they're actually ready to book and are getting a little more serious, they're going to, you know, save those offers, save those links, and then go and book their actual trip on a desktop. But but for example, if you're an e-commerce company and you sell t-shirts or, you know, physical products, things like that, um, you need to focus a lot on mobile because most consumers these days are very, very comfortable just buying products directly through mobile. They won't necessarily have to go to a desktop. And so you definitely want to optimize for mobile. Remember, this doesn't mean you disregard one or the other, but a lot of times when you're making design and user experience choices on a website, you're going to have to choose to favor one or the other to make the experience slightly better. You know, unfortunately, you can't always have a perfection on both. And so depending on your industry, you're going to want to slightly maybe favor mobile if you're selling um, physical products. But if you're like us, like an enterprise, B2B, whatever, or travel, you might want to slightly make it easier for 
uh, desktop. So you want to optimize for both, obviously, but if you have no choice and you kind of have to make the decision, okay, it's a little better on mobile, a little better on desktop, you're going to want to choose uh, depending on your industry. So that's how I and we approach mobile versus desktop. Both are very important. Remember discovery for mobile, but a lot of conversions still happen on desktop. So desktop is still very important, but that will change in the future. Obviously, mobile is advancing a lot, a lot more. So you definitely want to make sure that you can still convert on mobile. But overall, to conclude, guys, SEO, it's pretty common sense these days. You know, create quality content that's relevant to whatever you're trying to sell or what for whatever topic you're trying to bring people into your website for create relevant content that's good quality that's helpful that brings people value and your site will rank over time seo takes time often months sometimes even a year or more but it's a worthwhile investment because obviously you will be getting free traffic free leads free customers if you can get it right in the long run so it's very important to focus on but that is our seo guide i hope that helped you guys out all right let's get into some news but first let's take a quick break to tell you about what we do at mgr well one of the things we do obviously as i've said is uh, seo if you're looking to someone for someone to help you with that but really that's you know just a very small aspect of what we do really what we do is we help businesses grow we're a full service marketing agency and by full service i really mean it so from managing your ad creative to diving deep on your actual business strategy marketing strategy or even building out entire web platforms and doing your seo uh, we do whatever it takes to help your company grow so if you want to take your business to the next level that's what we do you can uh, get in contact with us you can just actually email me personally david at mgragency.com um me or a member of our team will get back to you uh you can send a simple one-liner listen to your podcast interest in what you do or if you already have something in mind that you want to get done just write a full trilogy explanation i promise we will read the whole thing either way we'll quickly get back to you that's david at mgragency.com all right let's get into some news it's time for the news there's only one news story that i wanted to talk about today and that is google plus shutting down but I don't think anyone really cares. You know, Google announced there was a security bug that made many users' data public. They said that they're not, they they don't know if anyone, any hackers or anyone malicious actually got access of that uh, information, if anyone took advantage of the vulnerability of the bug. But they said that it, it did exist and that they've now patched it. But nonetheless, they are shutting down the failed endeavor after many years of no one using Google+. So... For those of you who are really focusing on your Google Plus strategy for marketing, I'm sorry, but it it doesn't matter anymore. Um, anyways, guys, that's it for today. That was the only major news story I want to talk about. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you did enjoy, please share it with just one person that you think would also want some SEO strategy uh, or you think could use the advice. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. Leave a review if you did enjoy on whatever podcast platform you listen to. I will see you guys next time with an interview next Wednesday. I was going to say Tuesday. It's actually Wednesday. We're recording the interview on Tuesday. Anyways, guys, I will see you then.